وأقولوا في القرآن ما جاءت به آياته فهو الكريم المنزل وأقولوا قال الله جل جلاله والمصطفى الهادي ولا أتأول الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We begin as always with the praise of Allah and by asking Allah Azza wa Jal to exalt the mention and grant peace to our Messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and to his family and his companions. We've reached the part in the course where we're going to be talking about the characteristics of the ideal husband, insha'Allah ta'ala. We're going to start with the hadith of Abi Hurairah radiallahu an, in which he said, Qala Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ida khataba ilaykum مَنْ تَرْضَوْنَا دِينَهُ وَخُلُقَهُ فَزَوِّجُوهُ إِلَّا تَفْعَلُوا تَكُمْ فِتْنَةٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَفَسَادٌ عَرِيضٌ This hadith is narrated by Imam Al-Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah in which Abu Hurairah said that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said if a man comes to you to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage that's the understanding إِذَا خَطَبَ إِلَيْكُمْ Someone comes to ask for, be it your daughter or whoever, whichever other girl is in your care, someone comes to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage. And then the Prophet ﷺ described that person with two conditions. You are content with his religion and his manners. Then marry her to him. If you do not, there will be a great trial on the earth and great corruption and wide or widespread corruption. This hadith really tells us everything that we need to know and, and in all honesty, every other one of the characteristics that we're going to mention after this hadith is really just a further explanation of this hadith. Because ultimately, the characteristics that we're looking for in the ideal husband those characteristics can be summarized with ad-deen and al-khuluq, religion and manners. So to talk about religion, I thought it's interesting to quote a, a quote of uh, al-Hasan al-Basri rahimahullah ta'ala. That a man came to him and asked and he said, قَدْ خَطَبَ ابْنَتِي جَمَاعَةٌ فَمَنْ أُزَوِّجُهَا He said, a group of people have asked Different people have asked for my daughter's hand in marriage. Who should I marry her to? He said, marry her to the one who has taqwa of Allah. He said, if he loves her, he will be good to her. And if he doesn't love her, he will not oppress her. If he dislikes her, he will not oppress her. So we begin with the sifa, the characteristic, which is the characteristic of the deen. إِذَا خَطَبَ إِلَيْكُمْ مَنْ تَرْضَوْنَ دِينَهُ وَخُلُقَهُ فَزَوِّجُهُ If someone comes to you to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage and you are content with their deen. So as is found in, in this uh, narration from Al-Hasan 
we go back to this and we say that the most comprehensive description of the deen is a taqwa. And taqwa is the most frequent advice that Allah Azza wa Jal repeats for us in the Quran. And actually it's really interesting that in the khutbah al-nikah, the khutbah that is read in the nikah, typically three ayat are read. These three ayat all start with the command to have taqwa. All of them start with the command to have taqwa. Ya ayyuhan nas, ittaqu rabbakum, alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida. In Surah An-Nisa, the first ayah in Surah An-Nisa. Then the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal in Surah Ali Imran, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqu allaha haqqa tuqatih, wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah as he deserves for you to have taqwa of him and do not die except as Muslims. And the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal from Surah Al-Ahzab, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqu allaha wa koolu qawlan sadeeda. O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah and speak a word that is true. So these three ayat which are typically read in the khutbah of the nikah, in the, in the speech of the nikah, in which the nikah is conducted, those three ayat, all three of them revolve around at-taqwa. Have taqwa of Allah that you ask through him. You ask and you say, by Allah, I ask you for this. And have taqwa of Allah as it relates to your relatives. So taqwa is a theme of these ayat that relate to nikah. So the very first characteristics we're going to start with is the characteristic of at-taqwa. And that characteristic of at-taqwa, what does it really mean? At-taqwa, as some of the scholars defined it, they said it is to act in obedience to Allah upon a light of guidance from Allah, hoping for Allah's reward and to leave disobedience to Allah upon a light of guidance from Allah, fearing Allah's punishment. So what we see here is that taqwa is based around obeying Allah and leaving disobedience to Allah. As for the, in the language, the word taqwa is to put a barrier. It refers to putting a barrier. So for example, if you were to smash a glass on the floor, and the glass was to smash into all of those pieces and then a person was to, you know, what would you do if you smashed a glass on the floor? You put your shoes on. And that concept of putting your shoes on to stop the glass from scraping your feet or from piercing your feet, that linguistically is what we call taqwa. Putting a barrier between something you, between you and something you're scared of. In Islam, it's to put a barrier between the punishment of Allah, the anger of Allah, the curse of Allah and the fire. To put a barrier between you. How do you put that barrier? By doing what Allah commanded you and by keeping away from what Allah commanded you to keep away from. And one of the things we can take from this hadith is that the religion has to come first. It has to come first. إِذَا خَطَبَ إِلَيْكُمْ دِينَهُ The deen comes first. The religion has to come first. And that's something which a lot of people maybe don't realize the importance of. They say, yeah, of course, we want to look at religion, the person should be should pray and so on, but maybe they don't look at that first. It doesn't come first for them. Maybe first for them comes their financial situation, first for them comes their family background, you know, what kind of family they come from, maybe first comes for them education, but none of those are supposed to come first in Islam. What's supposed to come first in Islam and before everything else is the deen. So we look at the religion before 
and in front of everything else. After the religion comes the good character. Now, good character is actually a part of religion. Our having good character is a part of your religion. Indeed, you or Muhammad have the highest standard of character. So good character is a part of religion. But at the same time, not only, I mean, good character is a part of religion, but it's mentioned separately here in the hadith because a person might not distinguish between those two things. They might look at a person from the aspect of the religion that relates to their ibadat and they're doing what Allah commanded and so on. And they might look at that without giving attention to the person's character or without giving enough importance to the person's character. And likewise, we as husbands might do the same thing for ourselves, that we look at ourselves and we look at, for example, uh, in terms of just the general acts of worship, the prayer and so on. And we say, well, why would my wife have any complaints to make? I pray, I fear Allah with regard to my income and so on and so forth. But there is a different aspect to think about. And it is a part of the religion, but it deserves to be mentioned separately. And that's why it's given emphasis in the hadith. And that is al-khuluq, the person's manners. Because you can get people who are very religious in the sense of their practices in terms of themselves. But the way they deal with other people might not be as religious or as in accordance with Islam. So it's very important that we don't just look at the issue of the person's prayer, but we also look at their character. And the khuluq really is the way that you deal with other people. It can include, no doubt, uh, it can include the way that you have your relationship with Allah. That can be included in al-khuluq. But if deen and khuluq are mentioned together, then deen, and Allah knows best, has more of an emphasis on the person's relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And khuluq has more of an emphasis on a person's relationship with other people, how a person deals with other people. This is such an important thing. It's so important that the Prophet gave it that emphasis, deenahu wa khuluqahu, his religion and his character. So it's not just about his religion in terms of his relationship with Allah, but it's also about how he treats other people. And that is clear if we're talking about marriage, we talk about the way that the husband treats the wife, the kind of character that he has. And we talked about earlier in the previous episodes, we talked about al-mawadda and al-rahma, we talked about affection, and we talked about mercy. All of those are things which are important and come from a person's character. So the person's character is something that we have to give a lot of attention to. We also, and as we mentioned the taqwa, we also have to mention the issue of amana, of responsibility, that a husband should be a person who is responsible for the trust that has been placed with him. The Prophet wasallam said in the hadith of Jabir in Sahih Muslim, فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ فِي النِّسَاءِ فَإِنَّكُمْ أَخَذْتُمُوهُنَّ بِأَمَانِ اللَّهِ وَاسْتَحْلَلْتُمْ فُرُوجَهُنَّ بِكَلِمَةِ اللَّهِ The Prophet ﷺ, he said in his khutbah that he gave, his, his speech that he gave, the farewell speech in the Hajj, this narrated by Jabir radiallahu an, the Prophet ﷺ said, have taqwa of Allah with regard to women. 
فَاتَّقُوا فِي النِّسَاءِ Fear Allah with regard to women. So we've already talked about taqwa and what taqwa is. And we talked about obeying Allah and not disobeying Allah as it relates to your families, as it relates to, the, to, to your wives. Because, and why we know this relates to your wives is because of the next sentence in which the Prophet ﷺ said, فَإِنَّكُمْ أَخَذْتُمُوهُنَّ You have taken them as your wives بِأَمَانِ Entrusted by Allah. Allah has entrusted them to you. You have been entrusted to look after them and to take care of them. We know the Prophet ﷺ said, Treat your wives well or treat your women well. So here, that it's an amana. It's an amana in the sight of Allah And their private parts became halal for you by the law of Allah, the decree of Allah, the word of Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this marriage permissible. So it's something serious. Take or have taqwa of Allah as it relates to women. And so this is a matter of the characteristic of amana, that the husband should be someone who feels the responsibility of the amana that he has. And especially when you look at the husband as the head of the household, or you look at the husband as the one being overall responsible for his family. And we're going to talk about that when we talk about the dynamics of the family later on in subsequent episodes, inshallah. The husband as the head of the family is in a position of responsibility. And anyone in a position of responsibility needs that characteristic of amana. Because when you're in a position of responsibility, you can use that responsibility in a good way and you can also abuse that responsibility. So that brings us to the characteristic of amana, being a person who is amin, is trustworthy, reliable, responsible, is a good word to use. He's responsible and he takes seriously the responsibility of being a husband. He doesn't see it as a reason to abuse his family, his wife, or abuse the responsibility that he has for his children. Instead, he uses that responsibility in a way that is pleasing to Allah, consistent with a taqwa, and he's a person who takes it seriously and considers it something to be important. And we spoke about the ayah in Surah An-Nisa, وَأَخَذْنَا مِنْكُمْ مِيثَاقًا غَلِيظًا They've taken from you a weighty oath. From the characteristics that are important to find within the husband is the characteristic of being just. We've already spoken about the ayah in Surah An-Nisa, وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَنْ لَا تُقْسِطُوا فِي الْيَتَامَ فَانْكِحُوا مَا طَابَ لَكُمْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ مَثْنَى وَثُلَاثَ وَرُبَاعَ فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَنْ لَا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدَةً أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُكُمْ ذَلِكَ أَدَنَا أَنْ لَا تَعُولُوا Ayah number three from Surah An-Nisa. If you fear that you will not be just with regard to the orphans, then marry whoever you wish or whoever pleases you from women in two and three or four. And if you fear that you will not be just, then one, or whatever your right hands possess. And here what we want to take is the statement of Allah, فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَنْ لَا تَعْدِلُوا If you fear that you will not be just. And from this, because this ayah is in the context of marriage, we can understand that one of the conditions and one of the characteristics that should be present within the husband is al-adl, that he should be just. And he should fear 
He should يخاف أن لا يعتل. He should be fearful that he's not being just. And when we talk about justice, there are things that people can be just in and there are things that people can't be just in. You can't be just in the affair of the heart, your heart leans towards or whatever, but you can be just in things like the way you spend your time, the way you spend your money and so on. And that being just is important as a husband and it's important also as a father. So it's a really important characteristic to find within the ideal husband is to find that characteristic of not only justice, but being fearful over being unjust, being scared of being unjust and always really striving to be just and questioning yourself over whether you might have fallen short on the issue of being just. From the characteristics that should be within a husband is are those which come under the category of al-mawadda wa rahmah They come under the, character, the category of love and mercy. And we've already spoken about the ayah in Surah Al-Rum وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمِ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ From the ayat of Allah is that Allah has created for you, from yourselves, spouses, so that you can live with them and find tranquility with them. And Allah has placed between you mawadda and rahmah. Mawadda and rahmah. And mawadda is love and care and affection. And as we said, it's love plus. Yani it's love and more. And mahabba was ziyada. It's love and more. So it's love in the sense of the love that exists between the husband and wife. But it's also more than that. It's looking out for them, taking care of them, being on their side. These are all words that come under the topic of al-mawadda. And so the, these are all characteristics that we should expect from a husband. We should expect him to be loving, to be caring, to be considerate, uh, and to have rahmah. So we should expect him to be forgiving. To have rahmah, meaning that he is he's forgiving, he forgives, he lets things go. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ emphasized this in the way that a husband treats uh, his wife. And he spoke about, فَاسْتَوْصُوا بِالنِّسَاءِ خَيْرًا treat your women well, and we'll come to the hadith later on insha'Allah ta'ala that the woman was created from the rib. And then if you try to straighten that rib, you're only going to, you're only going to break it. So there has to be rahmah, he has to be someone who is rahim, who is merciful towards his family. And that includes being forgiving, it includes not taking them to account for every mistake. These are all again, uh, things that should be present within uh, the husband. And since this ayah, talks about لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا We mentioned in the previous explanation how this relate, can relate to uh, compatibility. And the husband also has to be someone who is considerate and someone who is easy to get along with. And that's also, you know, can be understood from the ayah, someone who brings peace and tranquility to his wife. So that's also from the characteristics that you would hope for in a husband. From the ahadith that also tell us about the characteristics that we would hope to be found within the ideal husband is the statement of Fatima bint Qais. She narrated this hadith and she narrated it in Sahih Muslim. And the background to the hadith is that she was looking to marry and there had been two people that had proposed to her. And the Prophet ﷺ gave her advice about who to accept or whose proposal to accept. He said, as for Abu Jahm, he doesn't leave his stick from his shoulder. 
meaning that it's he's that authoritative and uh, that he lashes out. And as for Muawiyah, he is poor. He has nothing. Su'uduk here, it means man la yamliku shay'a. The person who doesn't own anything at all. La malala, he doesn't have any money. In kahi Usama bin Zayd. Instead, you should marry Usama bin Zayd. She said, Fakarihtuhu. She said, I didn't really, I wasn't in favor of it. I didn't, I didn't like the idea. Summaqal in kahi Usama. He said, Marry Usama. She said, Fanakahtuhu. Fajal Allahu fihi khaira. Allah put so much good in it. Wagtabatu bihi. And people were jealous of me because of it. People were jealous of me because of it. Subhanallah, this hadith contains two things that are, should be characteristics from the husband's side. And it also tells us the good that comes from following those characteristics that are indicated within the Quran and the Sunnah. First of all, these two proposals, as for one of them, was very sort of authoritarian, doesn't leave the stick, lashes out. So the opposite of that is that the husband should be gentle and he should not be someone that lashes out. We're going to come to that in another hadith also later. And as for the other person, this person didn't have any money to be able to marry. And we mentioned that when it comes to the issue of money, that in Islam, we go in the middle. We're not going to be extreme and say that the person has to be extremely rich but they have to have enough to be able to fulfill the needs of the wife that they're going to take on and take that responsibility in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Prophet sallallahu recommended Usama ibn Zayd radiallahu anhuma, and Usama ibn Zayd, he recommended him clearly stating that these two things were present within him, that he was soft and gentle and that he had enough to be able to get married, enough to be able to meet the needs of Fatima bint Qais radiallahu anha. He said, marry Usama bin Zayd. And when she followed that advice, she said, Allah put so much good in it. And that people were jealous of her, you know, in a good way. People were, people had, you know, people were jealous of the good that she had from that marriage. From the ahadith that also tell us one of the characteristics of the husband is the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. She said, كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِذَا صَلَّى رَكَعَتَيِ الْفَجَرِ فَإِنْ كُنْتُ مُسْتَيْقِظَةً حَدَّثَنِي وَإِلَّا الطَّجَعِ She said, radiallahu anha, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to, when he had prayed the two raka'at that come before fajr, he would look to see if I was awake. And if I was awake, he would sit and talk with me and otherwise he would lie down. And we know the hadith of Aisha that we mentioned already from Sahih al-Bukhari, that the Prophet ﷺ was in the service of his family. So that's also a characteristic that you look for in a husband. Someone who's gonna be, who wants to spend time with his family, who's gonna sit and talk with them, someone who's gonna be in the service of his family. He was serving his family Looking after them And that's also a characteristic that you look for A person to have that feeling that he should be the one to serve his family That he should be the one looking after his family 
and that he should want to give time to spend and talk with his wife. And look at how the Prophet ﷺ used to be. He came, he would want to lie down because the evidence for that is that if Aisha wasn't awake, he would lie down. He would want to lie down, but instead he would look to see if Aisha was awake. And if she was awake, he would sit and talk with her. And if she wasn't awake, then he would lie down. So that kind of characteristic within a person, that a person has that care over their family, that a person wants to spend time and talk with their family, and a person wants to serve their family and sees it as their responsibility in the sight of Allah to do so. One of the characteristics which is very important, and we can take this characteristic from Surah Al-Zumar, from Ayah number 9, Allah Azza wa Jal, He said, أَمَّنْ هُوَ قَانِتٌ آنَاءَ اللَّيْلِ سَاجِدًا وَقَائِمًا يَحْذَرُ الْآخِرَةَ وَيَرْجُ رَحْمَةَ رَبِّهِ قُلْ هَلْ يَسْتَوِ الَّذِينَ يَعْلَمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ إِنَّمَا يَتَذَكَّرُ أُولُو الْأَلْبَابِ Allah Azza wa Jal said, As for the one who stands in obedience at night, praying, standing, fearing the hereafter, and hoping for the mercy of his Lord, say, are those who know equal to those who don't? The only, only people of understanding will remember. And this is the characteristic of knowledge. And I mentioned this separately from the others because it isn't necessarily on the topic of marriage as such, but I felt it's so important. And the reason I think that knowledge is so important is that husband is going to take his position as the head of the family. He's going to be the one responsible for his wife and the one responsible for his children. And if he doesn't have knowledge, then how will he be able to judge in matters justly? And how will he be able to fulfill the amana that is upon him? How will he be able to make the right decisions about his family, about his wife, about his children, if he doesn't have knowledge? And here in the ayahs, the reason I chose this ayah from Surah Al-Zumar is that it links knowledge to action. Knowledge is not something which is just theoretically he knows or he knows what a husband should be like but he knows and he practices. So here, perhaps we could say the characteristic is knowledge that is adorned with action. Knowledge that comes along with, that comes along with action. I just have a couple more characteristics that I want to mention before we conclude the episode. The first one, inshallah ta'ala, is ar-rifq wal-leen, softness and gentleness. And for this, we have a hadith narrated by al-Bukhari and Muslim. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Woe to you, O Anjasha. Be gentle with the camels when, it, when you have on board the fragile vessels. Here, al-qawarir are those, it refers to the women. And the Prophet used the word qawarir like the, the, the fragile glass. So the Prophet is commanding uh, Anjasha here to be gentle. And that is something that whenever we're dealing with the, whenever we're dealing with our wives, we're dealing with the women in our household, we have to bear that in mind. Even though Anjasha was driving camels and the women were, were on board the camels, were riding on the camels and he, he was told to drive them softly, the fact that the Prophet described them as al-qawarir, the fragile vessels or the glass that is subject to being broken, and that is something which teaches us the importance of gentleness. The last thing that I'm going to mention, inshaAllah ta'ala, is a statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to Al-Ashaj, who is Ashaj Abdul Qais. He said, Inna fika khuslatayn Allah, al-hilmu wal-ana. He said, there are two qualities that you have that Allah loves. And again, this is not specific to marriage, but I feel that this 
is very appropriate in marriage. Al-hilm wal-ana. And al-hilm is tabtu nafs controlling yourself, being not, not just patient because it's not a sabr. Al-hilm is to have control of yourself, to forgive, not to punish quickly, not to get angry quickly, to be halim, to be a person who is in control and a person who doesn't get angry or doesn't let their anger overcome them. And al-ana, which is taking things slowly, not rushing to make decisions, and this is so appropriate when it comes to marriage. There are so many things about this we could talk about when it comes to marriage. But I believe that's a very important characteristic to have within the husband for him to be someone who is in control of himself. He doesn't get angry quickly. He doesn't throw the talaq out quickly. He isn't a person who threatens quickly, but he's a person who takes things slowly. And when he's asked about to make a decision, he thinks about that decision carefully and makes that decision slowly, takes his time. These are two things that are beloved to Allah Azza wa Jal, as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. So that's all we have time for in this episode. And Allah Azza wa Jal's best was salatu was salam ala bin Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum. If you're enjoying these videos and you'd like to keep up to date with all of the courses we're going to be running, make sure you head over to amauathome.com.